we're delighted to have Jiva here come um, all the way from Hyderabad. So should we give it up for Jiva? Thank you. <laughs> Um, it's great to be here, thanks. It's so great to have you. This is what, your second, third time? It's my second. Second time second. here in Central. It was about 18 months ago. Who remembers Jiva from where she shared? <laughs> Not that many people. Really, is that all? Just being shy? City centre, we have a high turnover. So okay. that's, um, but it's so great to have you. And I suppose we first met in Bangalore when I visited... Um, with the team from Central, we've had, I think, over 100 people go from Central to visit OM um, when you were running a centre for women who'd had really hard life and you were teaching them how to gain skills so that they could go back into work. But you're not doing that anymore. You've moved over um, to another city and just tell us just a little bit. We're going to watch a video in a, in a minute, but just a, a little bit about what you do. Okay. Uh, from Bangalore, I moved over to Hyderabad, uh, where I head the anti-human trafficking department. And what we're trying to do is to dismantle an age-old system that actually dedicates young girls to a lifetime of ritualized sex prostitution. And you'll see more of that on the screen, but it's an amazing job. And uh, we're able to see great breakthroughs uh, with the work that we are doing amongst these little girls. I'll tell you more about it, but you can have a look at the video. Yeah, fantastic. Well, we're very excited to have you. We're going to watch your video in a second, but can I just pray for you? Just sure. if you come and share some stories of what God's doing. Um, let's pray together. Yeah, Jesus, we are really grateful that you sent us G um, Jesus, Jiva. <laughs> Thank you that we have Jesus as well, um, all the way from India to share stories of what you are doing in that community. Thank you, God, that your heart is for freedom. Thank you that you've given us freedom and you want us to share freedom with other people. Thank you that's not something that you take lightly, that that's right at the center of who you are. And thank you for Jiva's faithfulness to you in her calling. Thank you for how you're using her over there and her whole team. And I just pray that you would teach us and that we would just be able to, to kind of hang on to her um, anointing tonight and that you would release something in us as well. That you'd bless us with what you're doing over there so that we could see freedom in this city, freedom in this nation in different ways, in the same ways. Help us to really receive what you've placed on her life as, as she shares with us later on this evening. Amen. Friends, before I want to start uh, sharing a little bit about my work, I just want to express uh, our gratitude on behalf of OM India, Good Shepherd Ministries, um, for your involvement and uh, the amazing ways in which you have engaged with us in ministering to history's longest-standing oppressed people group, the Dalits. I mean, you have joined hands with us in the building of our churches, in, in the schools that we have set up, the health initiative, the justice ministries that is bringing transformation 
in the lives of the Dalits. And we want to thank your pastors, elders, and the congregation for the vital role that you're play playing in changing the lives of these people. So thank you very, very much for your involvement. Um, I know many of you have uh, you know, visited India and uh, some of you have been involved with us in our ministries and uh, if there's one word or one sentence by which I can uh, define our country or explain a little bit about India, I would say India is a land of paradoxes. Um, you know, India has made great strides forward in technology and economy uh, ever since we got our independence more than half a century ago. Uh, but there are groups of people in several parts of our country that have still not tasted freedom and are in the clutches of slavery. You might have heard about a group of people called the Dalits, otherwise known as the untouchables. These Dalits are so low that they are not even accorded a position in the caste system that is still prevalent in our nation. The caste system in our nation is based on a creation myth that says God created mankind in a hierarchy of purity and impurity, some from his head, some from his shoulders, some from his belly, and some from his leg. But the Dalits are not even created from his body and hence are considered subhuman. And um, so these are the people, the group of people that are being... Uh, abused, exploited, dehumanized, and uh, there are 250 million Dalits in our nation. And these Dalits face the greatest threat of being trafficked. Uh, and if you've heard statistics about trafficking, you will know that India has the largest number of slaves residing in its country. Sadly, India has also been declared as the fourth most dangerous country for women and children to live in. Uh, a female child is neither safe inside the womb nor outside. Female feticide, infanticide, and human trafficking has brutally destroyed the lives of millions of women and children in our country. And uh, the rising cases of um, rape, uh, you know, you have sexual harassment and violence amongst the women have damaged India's reputation in the recent past, if you followed the news on BBC and you know, other news channels. We, as the Anti-Human Trafficking Department, have been standing up and addressing these issues, trying to stand up for those who've been abused, particularly the women and children and the Dalit community. And uh, we've been tire tirelessly laboring to end modern-day slavery amongst this people group. And in our efforts 
to end modern day slavery amongst these women, it has come to light that some of the worst victims of human trafficking are the Joganis, about whom you just saw in the video. A Jogani is a young girl that's dedicated to a goddess or a local deity, and thereafter, she's not allowed to get married. She's supposedly married off to the goddess, and uh, all she, that she's expected to do thereafter is service men who approach her. And she's been told that service done unto men is service done unto God. And this is an age-old tradition that is still being followed in remote places of India. And it's actually been outlawed in 1988, but due to lack of proper framework and rules, they have not been able to completely get rid of this system. And there are a quarter of a million Joganis in India. Just in the state that I come from, there are 80,000 Joganis. And uh, most of them are vulnerable to sexually transmitted diseases and they're subjected to you know, all kinds of violence, uh, physical, emotional, and sexual trauma and abuse. And the children of the Joganis are an absolutely despised lot. They're the ones that are most vulnerable to being dedicated again as Joganese. And, uh, you know, these children will refuse to go to school because of the stigma attached to them. These children have no father's name. Even if they are likely to know who their father is, they are not allowed to claim that person as their father. The name of their father is usually documented as God's name because their mother is supposedly married off to the goddess. And uh, this is the plight of these children and joganis. You heard some of the testimonies of these women where men just come and abuse them and uh, it's allowed by the local community. I'd like to share with you briefly a story of a little girl called Balama. Balama was only six years old when she was dedicated in the temple to the temple goddess. The whole village gathered to witness her dedication. At that point of time, she did not know what a jogani actually meant and what was going around her. She actually enjoyed the attention that she got from people around her. She enjoyed having bangles on her hand and flowers on her hair. And, uh, you know, she, she got gifts that day, special food. And they also tied a necklace around her, her neck uh, with red and white beads that is usually tied on little children that are dedicated as joganis. Years went by. And like any other six-year-old, she forgot what happened. When she turned 13, she, something different happened to her. She went to bed that night, right next to her mother's room. And in the night, a stranger entered her room. She screamed out in fear hoping her mother would hear her cries. 
Balama screamed the whole night and nobody came to her rescue. The next morning, she, she got up and, when, and actually when the stranger entered, uh, you know, she, he used her mercilessly through the night to satisfy his lustful desires. And in the morning, he got up and left the room. She got up, Balama got up, went to her mother, you know, sobbing and asked her the question, why didn't you respond to me when I was crying out for help? You know, you were just there in the next room. I could see the light in your room, but you did not respond to me. And at that point of time, Balama's mother told her that she was born to be a jogini. And she is expected to serve mankind as a goddess by servicing men and satisfying their desires. And that is when Balama knew what it meant to be a jogini. And there are hundreds and thousands of little children that are being dedicated all across India, just like Balama, with nobody to protect them. The law does not protect them. Their community does not protect them. The village elders don't protect them. And hence, we took it upon ourselves to stand up for these, women, for these little children. You know, because we believe that this system degrades women and children to the lowest levels. And when someone defaces a human being, God's image bearer, it is an attack against God himself. And who better to stand up and fight against this injustice than God's people themselves? And so uh, we've you know, kind of formulated different strategies to reach out to these women and children. We started empowering the women with skills so that they have other ways of living. We've given out loans, as you saw, to help them start businesses and we've helped little children from the communities. We've given them safe, a safe place for them to stay. We set up a shelter where we are presently housing 42 young Jogni children. You know, if not for our intervention, these young children would certainly, you know, uh, would have found themselves being dedicated as Joganese. And hence, we're so grateful that God has enabled us to help these women and children to come out of this system. It's a, it's, you know, this whole system is brutal, it's massive, but we believe we can be the generation that ends the Jogani system. Like you heard our moderator say, we believe that by 2025, we can dismantle the system. We've already worked with the lawyers in the court and we had a huge breakthrough just a couple of months ago when the, the government ordered the court to put the rules in place and now we are able to go back to the villages and highlight the illegality of this practice and now the women are slowly able to stand up 
realizing that this is illegal, they are able to stand up and defend themselves. They know that we are behind them, and hence we've seen major breakthroughs in the lives of these little children and the, uh, the women themselves. And uh, we are encouraged as we go from place to place sharing about these, this system and sharing about our ministries to see the response that you know, uh, we are getting, uh, particularly people joining hands with us to bring justice in our nation. And uh, we're just so grateful that God is moving powerfully in our country at a time like this. And we have people just like you uh, who understand God's hand, for, uh, God's heart for justice and who understand that it is the time, uh, you know, for us to stand up against the injustice that's happening in our nation. And um, again, I just want to thank you for all your help. You know, across India, every week our movement is able to plant a new church and it's just amazing to see how God is moving in our nation. And uh, we'd request your continued prayers as we work and as we labor to bring down the system, as we labor to, uh, you know, bring down the caste system, and as we continue to bring justice in our nation. We know that God's heart is there for justice, and um, uh, we really appreciate your church and the way you have been praying for us and backing us up. And I just want to encourage you all, you know, we are having a night of prayer. And, uh, you know, all of us are enslaved in one way or the other. Uh, you know, just as we are praying, I just felt that I had to share that God is a God who sees. He saw his people long back, the Israelites, when they were in slavery, they cried out to him. And God expects us to cry out, not just for ourselves, but for the people who are enslaved. And when they cried out, God saw, God heard, and God visited them. But he didn't stop there. He came down to deliver his people. And so I just want to join with you all and believe that our God is a God who hears our cries. Our God is a God who delivers. But our God is a God who calls us, you and me, to be part of of his plan while he brings deliverance and justice. So let's join hands with God himself and bring justice on this earth. Thank you. Stay with me for a second. <laughs> well, um, so thank you so much for sharing, just being so honest about what you guys are up to. It just sounds to me like you're not just um, trying to fix a few practical things. You are getting involved in strongholds that have been there for generations upon generations. And it's, it's not just a, a human thing, but there's loads of spiritual stuff that you're trying to battle against, that you're trying to... So how on earth do you guys pray in the middle of that? And, and how do you see breakthrough from week to week as you pray? Um. I think prayer is such a crucial part of what we are doing. You know, you could, you know, come up with all these great strategies and all of that, but if we don't go down on our knees, uh, we're not going to see the breakthroughs because it's simple that, you know, all we have to offer is 
very, very small in comparison to the need around us. You know, even when I was told that I was to do something in regard to dismantling this whole evil system and, you know, this heinous practice, appalling practice, you know, it just seemed beyond me. But I know that it's not about me. It's about, you know, God getting involved in my work and I have to cry out to God. Mm -hmm. And so prayer is a vital part of this ministry. And when mm -hmm. we pray... And when we offer small things, God is willing to step in and do the miraculous. Amazing. And, and just for us as a community, you know, you're leaving, going back home tomorrow. How can we pray for you individually, just for you, Jeeva? And, and how can we pray for your organization going forward in the next 10 years? I uh, appreciate your prayers. <laughs> I really value it. Uh, I know you're a, a praying community. Uh, do pray for my family. Um, it's not always easy. Life, I mean, I know it's everybody's Christ. Life isn't easy. Life isn't fair. And it's the same all over. Uh, but, um, you know, we would appreciate your prayers for my son, and uh, who also battles with certain, you know, uh, addictions. And I'm not ashamed to say that because, you know, God is a God who gives us victory. And... Um, uh, he is doing an amazing job, and uh, we are with him. And yeah, and my daughter, who is 20 years old, I'd appreciate your prayers for them. And my husband, who is also involved in the ministry of uh, liberating the Dalits and standing up and speaking on their behalf. So I'd really appreciate your prayers for us as we tirelessly labor for God. Uh, amazing. Yes. And do pray for our uh, ministry. As you know, we're trying to dismantle a system that's been in place for centuries together. And uh, it involves, you know, uh, coming against politicians and high caste people and people in power. So we really need, need God's intervention in what we're doing. Yeah, amazing. Well, can we just pray for you sure. again? Um, and guys, maybe you just want to stretch out a hand um, towards Jiva just as a, a sign of us just being for her um, as our community. Just come, Holy Spirit. Come and just minister to Jiva, to her family. Today, wherever in the world they are right now, in, in the States, in India. And just come and refresh them for this next 10 years ahead just how exciting it is to, to partner, go hand in hand with, with Jesus because he's got the weapons for freedom and he places them into our hands as well and, and um, yeah, we just really feel the, um, the well done of the Father towards you, Jiva well done, good and faithful servant as you tirelessly labour, as you said um, for the freedom of others would you know refreshment just even here as you worship tonight and in your relationship with the Father would you know new things would you just enjoy time with him and would he always be speaking and guiding and directing what you guys do